to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. By the time you are getting home today... By the time you're having that prayer session tonight, they'll say, we always hear you pray in tongues, but today, maybe, maybe you are always like, Today, those tongues who have captured letters. Ladies and gentlemen, the very moment someone is baptized in water, there is a physical effect on their body. How much more baptism with the Holy Ghost and fire? Now, there are different ways in which God has encounters with people. One of them is by, by ways I mean different things that cause an encounter. Some I'll tell you for your knowledge. And we'll zero in on number three. There are so many, but I'll tell you just two, then three. Number one, by the sovereignty of God. Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 5. So there is the sovereignty of God. God just says, today I have decided, come what may. As Frederick is on the bus, he's going to hear me. By the sovereignty of God. The Bible says, as he journeyed, this is talking about Paul, he came near Damascus and suddenly, it may not always happen immediately, but there is what is called suddenly. Like, you can't calculate it. You can be on your seat right now, and suddenly. <laughs> hey, where is that pain? It's gone. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. You know, I've been studying this, this portion. Let's go on. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, So, so, why are you persecuting me? For me, I almost feel like Jesus was calling him out. 
Because Saul had been going around persecuting the body of Christ. So if any person persecutes the body of Christ, it's not the person they're persecuting, it's Jesus. So Saul was like, okay, fine. You, you're looking for me, eh? Jesus like, you're looking for me? Yeah, here I am. Yeah. And then he tells him, he says, and Saul replied, who are you, Lord? When it's the Lord, you will know. And then he says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the gods. Do you know what that means? It's like uh, an ox. To keep an ox on the trail, they would put too much sharp things by the side. So now if it keeps kicking against them, it's just hurting himself, itself. So that's what he was telling him, that if you're, if, if you're going to persecute me, you're really just hurting yourself. Let's go on. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. They encountered an effect on him. The men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Let's go on. <laughs> then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they laid him by their hand and brought him to Damascus. I, if, if you were to ask me, I believe there's a deliverance he was experiencing. Because something, it, it, it's like, I don't know, it just seems very interesting. Then God then speaks to a man named Ananias and tells him, go and meet Paul. And told him Paul's location, the exact place to find him. And when Paul, when Ananias went to him, look, arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. Next verse. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Next verse. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this guy. <laughs> How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. Then out of God's sovereignty, what does he say? Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine, to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings and the children of Israel. I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Next verse. And Ananias went on his way, entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, He said, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight, but not only that, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Next verse. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. And he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. Next verse. So when he had received food, always important, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples of Damascus. And what happens next? Immediately. Immediately. He didn't take time. In case some of you are feeling, you're being told, no, you're overdoing it. You've started too fast. Immediately. So you may have come to this place the worst sinner. Ulefu Makofye. Excuse me, have you heard about the Lord Jesus? Uh, 
God, out of his sovereignty, can just pick a day to arrest you for his glory. But you can resist him. You know it's possible to resist God. Ask Balaam. A donkey spoke to Balaam. He still continued. <laughs> the guy wanted the money. He tried, he tried cursing. He was always blessing. He still tried again. <laughs> so you can resist him. As a matter of fact, in Hebrews it says, if you hear his voice, don't worry, it's not your fault. <laughs> Understand? <laughs> The Bible says, if you hear his voice, do not resist him as they did in the rebellion. So you can receive an encounter with God just because of his sovereignty, but don't resist. Sometimes you can feel there is a nudging. Sometimes you can just tell God is saying, go pray. Even in a moment you never planned to, don't resist. Hebrews 3 eight. do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial. Uh, maybe let me just show you something. Uh, start from verse 6. Seven, verse seven. Uh -huh. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, the perfect day for encountering God is always God today. Now, here's the second way that people have encounters with God. God can have an encounter with you as a response to the prayers of other people over you. As a response to prayers of other people over you. Um... Pastor Daniel wanted a dream. Eh? Apparently, in the dream, he was asking God, saying, what is the secret to Apostle Fred's ministry? And God told him, I'll tell you a few of them, but one of them is his mother. Their prayers she prayed. It's interesting. Now, in case you wanted to know, that is why an example is baby dedication. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. First Samuel 1, verse 27. I'm sure you guys have heard the story about Hannah like so many times. It's in every song. Hannah, Should write a song about Hannah and Penina. Now, Hannah makes a prayer and says, For this child I prayed. And the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Next verse. Therefore, I have also lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. Samuel was just doing Google Gaga and stuff like that. Had no idea about the prayer Hannah was praying. Then, look at chapter 3, verse 4. And then the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, here I am. Why didn't God call anybody else? Wow. Hannah had dedicated the child to God. And that's why, listen, if certain things were done out of ignorance, then um, we can excuse the ignorance because sometimes the knowledge increases with time. But that's why you must also be deliberate about what name you give your children. Be very deliberate about it. Very deliberate. Because scripture in name means a lot of things, and one of them is character. Yeah, so be very deliberate about it. Okay? 
Now, if you've got a bad name, I'm not saying you should change it. I'm not really the one who changes people's names. Just sanctify it as a king. Give it a new meaning. From now on, you, you mean this. Okay. I hope you're getting my point. There's a reason why God would change names. So. Or he would amplify them. Like Abraham. Abraham. Was very deliberate. So one of them is baby dedication. Another example is uh, the priestly blessing. Because I'm talking about prayer. This is just on point number two, which is he responds to the prayers of others over us. If you read the priestly blessing in Numbers 6, verse 23, it's really about encounters. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine bright towards you. The Lord cause his countenance. It's, are you seeing that like, the priest is praying that the Lord should. In short, the priest is praying that let the Lord encounter you. Let the Lord encounter you. And then another example of, the, of somebody praying over you is the prayer that Elisha prayed over his servant, Gehazi. You find that in 2 Kings 6 verse 17. In 2 Kings 6 verse 17, um, an army had come against Elisha, one man. And Gehazi came terrified. And then Elisha was on the keyboard. Then he turned and said, It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I think Gehazi is like, What is this guy talking about? He's surrounded. Then Elisha turns and says, You see, this is how I fight my battles. And then, anyways, Elisha prayed. Look, he said, Let's go back to verse 16. Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, think about it. Like, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Next verse. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. So God responded to the prayer of Elisha over, El over Gehazi. So Gehazi had an encounter because Elisha prayed. Then the Lord opened the eyes of a young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Next verse. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike these people, I pray with blindness, and he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Now, if I was to teach, if I was doing a class on how to function in the spiritual realm, what I would say is this. You'll notice that the angels were available but we are not functional until Elisha prayed. Then Elisha wasn't praying to the angels, he was praying to God. And then the angels who hearkened to his word were performing the acts. So sometimes the difference between someone manifesting in the spiritual realm and not can simply be awareness. So God can respond to the prayers that we pray over others. He can respond to that. That's why don't stop interceding for your father to have that encounter with God. Don't stop interceding for your mother, for your brother, for your cousin, for your uncle, to just have that encounter with God. And even the encounters that you've had with God, you'll never know who prayed for you. You'll never know who prayed for you. Now, our main one for today, our focus for today, he responds to our, come on, as in, it's been all over, it's been all over today's program. He responds to our, to our, yes, he responds to our hunger. 
now, I, I really, I really want you to get this one. A response to our hunger. And I'll tell you just a few examples. My first encounters with God were really just an act of his sovereignty. I had zero, <laughs> like I wasn't looking for him. He found me when I wasn't looking for him. As in, he found me, honestly, he found me when I wasn't looking for him. I, I was not interested. I was trying to be cool. And then the Lord just decided to come. Even how I said speaking in tongues, I think I shared it last time. I was still trying to be like very cool. And then the Lord just decides. So, <laughs> I just kept on keeping on and moved on with life. And it started getting a little funny because I started getting prophetic nudges. Like, why don't you increase your prayer? Then some of the nudges were in line with holiness. Like, why don't you stop listening to that? those songs. So why don't you, like I just say getting prophetic nudges and nudges and nudges. And then slowly I started responding and responding. Now hunger when it's not focused can make you even get things that you're not supposed to get. So for me, the first thing that happened now when I got so hungry is that I, I really wanted to know God. So I wanted anything supernatural. And so when I looked at the spiritual people around, some of the people who are regarded as very spiritual, you are always the ones researching on Satanists, researching on this, researching. So I also started. There's an audio I listened to. My God. One of the worst decisions I ever made in my life. But I thought, well, this, if this is what it takes to be spiritual, Lord, I'm willing to walk the path. I think I listened to a former Satanist giving a testimony. You, would st you, you can think there's no reason to go to church. Hey, even when you're in church, we come. <laughs> As in, you, some of you think you pray. You don't pray. I'm like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> By the time I was done, I went into prayer. But the prayer was not out of faith. I was praying because I was afraid. But I don't know, I was hungering for the truth. Hungering for the truth. Hungering for the truth. And then, that hunger led me to start reading the Bible, like I said. I said reading, reading, reading. I really wanted to know the truth. Just started reading and reading. And then I started feeling it a bit more in my gap year because I had a lot of time. So I started reading, started trying to spend a few more hours in prayer. My playlist became crusade songs. Like, my playlist, this is like my worship playlist, would be all the glory, all of your presence. And... God started taking me into this mountain of experience, this mountain experience where everything else started feeling unnecessary. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I, I thought you'd give me strings. Everything started feeling unnecessary. For example, um, entertainment felt unnecessary. I have nothing wrong with maybe watching a movie here and there or watching football and stuff like that. 
But in that period, even all that didn't make sense. My entertainment was watching it supernatural. If I want to eat and just relax, it's supernatural. Or my playlist was Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the hunger, I just wanted to experience God. So I would put this, I got a poster, stuck it on my door and stuck it on my wall. And I named my room Bethel, the house of God. And I just wanted to encounter him. So I put this mat on the floor and put a playlist. Often, I would fall asleep while praying. I would be like, you know what? Maybe like, I wouldn't know when to stop. So before I know it, I'm waking up. It's like zero four. Then you just continue with the <laughs> But then, honestly, I just wanted to be wherever God was. And whatever he wanted to give, I just wanted to have it. And so, the interesting thing is that I was not that guy at meetings who would receive the most like other people. Or I would think I'm not receiving because everyone was doing somersaults. I will never forget going for altar calls. There's this altar call I went for. This one I've never forgotten because I, I checked my old books and I wrote about it. I went for an altar call and we went to the front and the pastor said, when I count to three... I was like, okay, guys, today. And I was singing, what song was I singing? I was in front and I was singing, um, uh, Bas me not, O oh gentle Savior. Please, I made sure I had the most humble face. Hear my humble cry. And then, one, two, three, everyone fell. Save me. <laughs> you know what's funny is that the first time I actually experienced like what the power of God comes upon me and I throw to the ground was actually uh, Reverend Mulevi. Now here's what happened. There was an autocore and you know how he can be like very simple and so there were many pastors. So for me, I had picked out which pastor I wanted to pray for me. Because it was the pastor who was looking. You know? <laughs> so I went to that corner. And then he goes like, oh, bring him here. <laughs> and then he went, oh, Holy Ghost. I'm just noticing I'm, I'm, I'm standing up. I'm like, what, what just happened? I'm supposed to be a cool Christian. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, there are certain things that only hunger will take you to. And you know, what started happening, how I knew that the hunger was increasing is even your, your playlist starts changing. There are some songs that started appealing to me that ordinarily wouldn't have. Before then, my favorite Christian songs were just, you know, the, the feel-good ones. There are some nice feel-good Christian songs, which I like. But then suddenly it was just as a dear pants. And then you won't want the two-minute version. You download the 16-minute version. <laughs> and then, and then that part where he goes, my soul longs. Like the end part. And even things. In the 16-minute version. No, the 14-minute For the words of the Lord. And you're thinking, when shall I come and appear before God? I just want to be with 
the moment that song is ending yeah, in I want more of you what's your playlist the next one will be I wanna see that Going into the ones people don't know. They may say, Come on, get over here. Dream, tomorrow we die. And the playlist just started changing and said, Reputation more towards me. Don't you let this be my sacrifice? And I reached a place, and I'll get back the scriptures soon, where, like, when it came to things like warfare and declarations, I would usually want to do them very fast at the beginning of my prayer session so that I can spend the rest of the time just hungry. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, I, if Satan is trying to mess with me, I'll be like, get out quickly. I want to pursue God. You know what I mean? And it was just, I'm chasing you. noticed a difference with myself I went from being this cool comfortable Christian who my aim in a meeting was not to fall, I mean how do you go to a meeting and your aim is, me I'm sure that I don't fall so chuckle to show me, but to just say God, you know, say God whatever you want to do to me today do it. If you want to throw me from there to there, I don't care. Do it. If you want me to, if, <laughs> like, ha! like, just do whatever you want to do. I don't care about anything. I just want to experience you. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a few things about hunger. There is a blessing that is given to those who are hungry. There is a blessing that comes to those who are hungry. There's a blessing that comes to those who are hungry. Have you ever been with a friend and your friend is full and you are hungry? They may not, they may not have the same intensity or the same um, motivation to prepare food like the way you would. Because there is a hunger you have. They can say, I think tonight let's just have tea. You, <laughs> Let's just have tea. Do you know how I'm feeling? Do you know this hunger I'm feeling? Now, there's a blessing that comes with hunger. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they will be filled. Not so. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. They will be filled. Now, I want you to see it from the... Now, I'll show you another version soon. I want you to understand here that the key word for me is the word for. It's not just about hunger. It's about what are you hungry for. Have you... Have you... <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. It's one thing to be hungry for the supernatural. It's another thing to be hungry for God's divine supernatural. Some people in their hunger for the supernatural have gone to the workout. Because they're just hungry for anything that's supernatural. But then it's another thing to be hungry for God's supernatural. It's one thing to be hungry to feel loved. It's another thing to be hungry to 
experience love the way God wants you to experience it. Through him and the chosen vessels that he has appointed in your life. Because if your hunger is just for love, you'll go find it anywhere, even if it's a perverted version of it. It's one thing to be hungry for success. It's another thing to be hungry for God's way of success. Because there are many paths to it. So the key word there is for. You've come in this meeting. What are you here for? What are you here for? Ask your neighbor, what are you hungry for today? We are here for For me to lay hands on them. Now this might not be the week when I lay hands on them. And what if God decides to teach you a lesson and he puts you on a fast from my laying of hands? <laughs> because he wants you to learn to catch it. Look, sometimes it can happen like that. You can be in a period where you're always receiving prophecies. Then all of a sudden, he just wants you to learn to hear him for himself. There was a period, there was a year where I had a dream every day of the year. Literally every day of the year. And there was a year where I had four. I'm not even joking, four dreams. Yes, they were powerful, but like four. God wanted to teach me to pray. Because there was a period I was so dependent on my dreams that if anyone came with an issue, I would know that I would dream about it that night, then I'll come back with a solution. Boom, I just said, noticing I've woken up. <laughs> Nothing. I had to go learn to pray and hear God for myself. Don't stop with the melodies. Just reduce it by two though. So now, the key is what you are hungry for. And hunger is a gift that God has given man. Now there are two dimensions I've noticed concerning hunger. And I, I, I might as well just give you these notes because I've organized them as it will Hunger may come as a sense of lacking something. There is that hunger where you know there is something you don't have that you want. That's the one that also applies to the scripture. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Because that's talking about a lacking. Like, for example, before you got saved, you knew that there was, there was someone not there within you. And then there are times you can tell that, okay, there is, I'm saved, but I've not received. I've, I've not been baptized in that thing. Lacking. So there is that hunger that comes as a result of you lacking something. Like there's something you want that you don't have. And this type of hunger can lead you to be in a place where you're mourning. I, I believe that a believer is very interesting because a Christian should always be in a state of joy and always in a state of mourning. You should mourn for the fact that there are souls we haven't won. That there are some souls we are lacking right now in the kingdom of God. That there are certain dimensions of power we have not expressed. It leads to a state of mourning. And I will tell you this. A person who is mourning, a person who is mourning is never ashamed. They are overwhelmed. They don't really care what anyone else thinks you know i've been studying i've, I've been studying my daughter I, I like studying 
So sometimes the mother gets shocked because sometimes when she's crying, before I do anything, I look at her. I just take time to study. So why is she crying? And then she will cry with a passion, as in she does it passionately. She does. Thank you whether you're in a Zoom meeting, thank you whether you're tired, thank you whether you're not in the mood. If the little girl is hungry, she will express it, she will vocalize her faith that if she cries, she'll receive food. It's, it's, you know, it's faith, right? It's faith. It's blessed are the hungry for they shall be filled. A person who's mourning, a person who knows that there is something that they need that they are lacking it, will not be ashamed about it. And that applies to any situation. Any situation. Any situation. Have you ever heard of... <laughs> like, if you're in a state where I know there's something that you have to give me and I don't necessarily have the right to it and I'm the one asking for it in that moment I'll probably be at your mercy in the sense that if you tell me come and pick it up at 14 hours at this and this place in Kafirud I'm not going to say Kafirud can't you drive to North Mead it will be easier for me Think about that. Imagine there's something you needed to buy, and that thing is worth a hundred thousand. You receive a call saying, "I've got a hundred thousand for you. Uh, just be on the first flight to Livingston." You will find a way to fly to Livingston. Ladies and gentlemen, when a person is hungry, I've seen people who can't get a day off work. Like you can't get a day off work. Your work environment is difficult. You just receive like an email. Come for interviews today. How the person will find a way. <laughs> How they will time the boss. The boss walks like this. Our boss. <laughs> How they'll be at the interview with their CV and all their papers and they'll be back without anyone noticing is a mystery. It's a mystery. My friend, when somebody wants something, they will find a way to get it. That's something. That's something. If God walks in this place, which already has, and says, I want to touch the most hungry people in this house, who is it going to be? You, you know, a person who's hungry, What do people think? What do people say? What do... When you're hungry, you don't care. Now, so there's that hunger. Then there's another dimension of hunger, which is not necessarily about you lacking something. But this is an hunger. This is where you've got an appetite for more. Look at Matthew 5, verse 6 from the message translation. Matthew 5, 6 from the message. It says, Do we have it? You are blessed when you have worked up a good appetite for God. His food and drink is in the best meal you ever eat. Ladies and gentlemen, when you study fire, 
fire is never satisfied it doesn't want to be quenched it wants to grow it wants something else so that it can continue burning fire always wants more have you ever seen maybe have you ever watched who like me loves to watch athletics and stuff like that have you ever watched a 100 meter dash and it's close where it's no longer about who's a faster runner it's about who's got appetite to hit the finish line and you'll find the athletes are about to hit the finish line and the guy will just do his head in front like it's like he's got the appetite like i have to win this race this one is my race i have to win it i have to win it i have to win it i don't know if you know that as believers we're in a race the bible tells us we're in a race are you going to be one of those who reaches the finish line finished like what <laughs> they will have to drag your finger like he's finished or are you going to be one of those <laughs> who reached with appetite because the Bible tells us they grow from strength to strength each one of them appears before God in Zion you can live a life which is from glory to glory from strength to strength before you know it, boom, you just found yourself ah, we've reached <laughs> I don't know if you are getting my point and you know Mary, Mary prayed a certain prayer after she after her encounter there's a prayer that Mary prayed that maybe we've not looked at so much there's something she said which defines a certain state that she was in look at Luke 1 verse 53 and I want you to see the New King James and the TPT this is Mary praying after her encounter Luke 1 verse 53 he has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty Look at it from the TPT. You understand it a bit better. Those who hunger for him will always be filled. But the smug and self-satisfied, he will send away empty. Is there anyone who's saying, Lord, it's you. It's you. I've worked up an appetite for more of you. It's you that I want. Look at Romans 12, 11 from the Amplified. We're being told something here. It says, give me the Amplified. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be a glow, burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. So you may be at a place where you've already received the Spirit. But that doesn't mean you should lose your appetite for more. Fire always wants to burn. Now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, any wicked spirit that has terrorized anyone in this place, that foul spirit of death, that foul spirit of blindness, that foul spirit of sickness, that foul heavy spirit, that foul oppression of anxiety, I stand now in the name of Jesus and I command that foul spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, go, go, go. I command it to go. 
get out in the name of Jesus. Get out, get out, get out now. Get out now in the name of Jesus. I speak this blessing over your people. This is the blessing I speak. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his countenance to be bright towards you. The Lord manifests himself to you. You experience him personally for yourself. You have encounters with God. You have visions of God. You have dreams of God. You hear messages from God. You do not lack clarity. You do not lack direction. You do not lack anything. You do not lack finance. In the name of Jesus. Any foul sickness that has attached itself to your body, it burns by the fire of God. The Lord keeps you in health. The Lord keeps your mind sound. You think the right thoughts. Only that which is good, which is noble, and which is of a pleasing report. May the Lord cause you to have favor with men. Men do favors for you. Your ideas are well received. May the Lord cause you to shine in your, in your space. May he cause you to occupy in that place of work. May the Lord cause you to occupy in that place of business. May the Lord cause you to occupy in that place of academics. The Lord keep your family. The Lord keep your family. May this blessing rest on you. May this blessing rest on your children. May this blessing rest on your children's children. You will burn a glow for God forever. Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have the grace. and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.